0: Welcome to Prescription Ointment, apply once weekly. Today we're 20, 20 episodes. Isn't that right? Yeah. Out of the teens, Tim said. <laughs> and today we have Bruce here. Right. And we are going to talk about art, beauty, creativity, music, life and times of Bruce, mm. right? But also a little bit about growth mindset, about being gentle with yourself, self-improvement, and RF exposure, radio frequency.
1: Yes. Yeah, how it affects all of us,
0: what you can do to prevent yourself from
1: being affected by it.
2: Yeah, that. Awesome. I'm Tim. I'm Victoria.
1: I'm Scott. (laughs) And I'm Bruce. Bruce, welcome. Hello. Hi, Bruce. Thank you. Welcome to the couch. Thank you Um, very much. We should start by just going around the horn and talking about who we are and introduce ourselves to Bruce. Mm -hmm.
0: Scott? Oh, good. I get to go first, eh? You always go first. (laughs) Do I? Tim. I'm Scott. Hi, Bruce. Nice to meet you. Uh, I... What do I do? I guess, I hate, I hate reducing myself to like, I'm this and this and this. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. I understand. But uh, I have a PhD in psychology and I work as a data scientist for Good Life Fitness. <laughs> Luckily enough. Of course. Yeah, I know. Of course. Of course I do. Of course. Uh, but that, that's my thing, right? So I like, I like stats. I like neuroscience. I like psychology. And that's, that's kind of my jam. Okay. You know, my, my view of things. Good, good, good. good. How how about you, Tim?
2: Who says we have to go around the horn? We can break the paradigm. We
0: can break
1: the paradigm. Fine, sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We'll do that. Go for it, Tim.
1: Bruce, uh, my (laughs) name's Tim. I'm a photographer, cinematographer. I shoot mostly weddings, portraits, things like that. And then uh, these are my friends, and we just have a podcast together.
3: Yeah,
4: Yeah. great. Like I said, I love the format. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm Bruce, uh, formerly a classical musician. I grew up uh, in an engineering family, so I've always messed with electronics and things, and I was actually supposed to be an engineer, and then I sat in an orchestra at age twelve or thirteen, and uh, the sound of of strings. Uh, I, I was a bassoon major at the time. The sound of the strings was just unbelievable, and so that caused a shift because my brother was the musician. He was the do- he was doing the recitals mm-hmm. as a kid, and. Uh, yeah, so I went into music, and uh, but I kept electronics going the whole time, and uh, uh, photography as well. I do a bit of that, uh, traditional darkroom awesome. Uh, awesome. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, um, yeah, I grew up in a family that's just sort of very creative, uh, you know, um, anything's possible, just just do it, you know, if you've got the imagination to do something, and so I grew up with the notion that you can do anything, you just have to learn it and, and do it, and so now... The thought of being bored is—I uh, another <laughs> 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 concept you're familiar with? <laughs> yeah, unless I'm, you know, bedridden, being sick or something, and you're bored mm-hmm. at that time. But no. So, uh, otherwise, I'm trying to still figure out what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> um, I feel that my psychological <laughs> age is very different than my physical age. Right. And uh, as a result, it's challenging sometimes, but, uh, I try to avoid being trapped into the social norms of what's expected for behavior at a certain age. So we'll see (laughs) what happens. Excellent. That's great. Can I help you? Who are you?
2: My name is Victoria, uh, and I am currently a student of psychology. I have just finished up my undergrad thesis, um, in positive psychology and I'll be going into my master's in September. Uh, for positive psychology also. Uh, specifically eudaimonic well-being and how fulfillment fits into that uh, framework. Um, and what else? I sing, I dance, and I paint. Yeah. The end. Yeah.
1: And you do marketing. You, you help companies market their...
2: I do do marketing. Their
1: products and services. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool.
2: Mostly logo design, business cards, all the, all the assets that no one wants to do.
1: How's that going? Any new customers or...
2: Uh, just David's new company. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I did their business cards and their logo and uh, their email signatures and I have to do document headers and all that fun, boring stuff that I love.
1: Yeah. Did you, like, was it good? It turned out really well?
0: It did. Good. Can I? Yeah, you can show me. <laughs> sure, show everyone. Great.
4: It's really good. <laughs> <Sidebar> <laughs> I think I've already moment. seen this one. Do you know about these? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> what, what's the company called?
2: Uh, Occam Power Solutions. Okay. So... It uh, refers to exactly what you think it refers to.
1: Mm-hmm. Occam's razor. Yes. Mm. Simplest.
2: Very. Et cetera. E- et cetera. Et cetera. <laughs> I won't even finish it. <laughs> so hopefully everyone at home knows exactly what we're referring to.
1: So, Victoria, how did, you, how did we get Bruce on the couch?
2: How did What's we get Bruce on here? the couch? What's the story here? be one of
1: my yeah. questions as well.
3: Well, <laughs> I mean? we,
2: were, we were talking after our podcast a couple of weeks ago right. about... Um, People who were like multidisciplinary. And I was like, oh, I know this dude who A, went to Juilliard, B, tinkers with electronics, and is currently like involved in the UAV project that David has on the go. Um, Like heavily involved. Like I'd say you do most of the work.
4: (laughs) Yeah, 70 hour work weeks. Oh, God. What's What's UAV?
2: UAV is an unmanned aerial vehicle. Okay. So it's a flying robot. It's a drone. Flying robot.
0: is Is this, is this, can we, is this like a, Specific thing, no, uh, like a, people call it drone, but they're wrong, and it's a misnomer most of the time.
4: Well, it used to be drone was was. I, I associate the term drone with uh, you know U.S. military, okay. U.S. military drone. Those two words are you know uh, always put together, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, something that takes lives or hunts and destroys bigger machines that okay. you know almost full size aircraft. Yeah, yeah, they're huge, right? They're really so that's big. how it originated: unmanned aerial vehicle mm-hmm. right uh, but now drones what i'm what we're thinking about is you know things that can be used for more positive purposes like mm-hmm. mapping 3d photogrammetry and things like that amazon so that's three. why i turn uh, i like the, the the term flying robot or uh or um a uav quadrotor quadrotor or something like that quad but rotor. flying robot is is nice it's I like cute
2: it. it reminds you of wally a
4: little bit yes uh, eva
2: it's got a face yeah uh.
4: But no, certainly it's not an offensive thing to say. Okay. Because that's what's being used right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that'll
0: continue. It's like, it's one syllable. It is. People are lazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's going
2: to happen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we were talking about people. Where's the logo? We were involved. Oh, sorry. People who are involved in, like. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Interdisciplinary practices. And you came to mind immediately. I'm like, you do all this stuff. You do photography. uh, You're artistic in the same way that you're scientific. And. Uh, you get to sort of appease all of those um, interests in everything that you do. Mm. Mm. And I was like, why didn't I think of this before? You're the perfect <laughs> guest. And so now you're on the couch.
4: Yeah, well, I'm, it's, it's, it's an honor. And uh, working with David, <laughs> holy cow. I mean, uh, that guy's has been fascinating. Brilliant, brilliant guy. But he gets it. He understands that you know both halves of the brain have got to be used here and, and that some of the best engineering happens from people that Look at things from the arts first, and mm-hmm. so uh, like i said that's that's always been it used to be a fight when I was younger. I, I kind of resented the fact that I had these things that were pulling that I felt and and I resented it mm-hmm. and now, 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 it. now yeah, yeah, now I yeah. get it it's like, wow, okay, that uh, opens up some doors and looking at things from perspectives that normally you, you wouldn't or or somebody that's been restricted. To one area of study, most yeah. of their lives wouldn't wouldn't understand. But I like that logo. <laughs> the reason for me it was so appealing is at first from a distance it actually looks like a vacuum tube. Right. Now, I'm kind of dating myself, but you know, as a kid I was very much into old radios, and it's all coming back now again. This stuff, things it's that hip. are made out of vacuum yeah. tubes and mm-hmm. yeah. and music. Uh, Amplifiers, mm-hmm. I mean uh, records there, are new again, thank you rep- hipsters <laughs> <laughs> thank you exactly i mean listen there's, there's, there's rarely a guitar amp on on stage which which wouldn't have some vacuum tubes that mm-hmm. are involved. so anyway, the symbol that was chosen for the battery is very much like a like a simple vacuum tube regulator, and I was just like oh that 's cool it 's so analog <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah.
1: me May- sorry, just to you said. Or Victoria mentioned that you went to Juilliard. So how do you go from Juilliard oh. to creating UAVs, flying robots? Yeah, what's the path there? That doesn't sound like a straight line. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's, yeah. it's funny. Somebody gave me this fridge magnet that says it doesn't matter where you're coming from; it's where you're going. Mm-hmm. And it's just this massive line of squiggles, that just go <laughs> all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. I think now I understand why I was given that magnet. <laughs> 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 yeah. How do you get get from there? Um, you know the thing is again, like I said, even during my studies at school what what uh helped for perspective for me, and I understand this from a lot of people that are studying at uh, at a high level in any discipline is you 've mm-hmm. got to have something else so that you don 't take yourself so seriously, mm. yes. some of the Hmm. Some of the most talented people I know in, in many different disciplines, professions, they have something else that they're very good at or that, that, that they do that just uh, draws their attention away so that they don't get too wrapped up in, in, in mm-hmm. this one thing. And so, again, in New York, I had these these projects and was always doing electronics and things. It all started actually before then as a kid with ham radio. Um, uh, which might tie into something we talk about later But, you know, I was uh, one of the the youngest licensed ham radio operator in Canada at the time I got my license at age 13 You had to write this government exam Be able wow. to send and receive Morse code at 10 words per minute hmm. uh, Anyway, I studied, yeah, I studied my ass off for that And, and got it 13!
3: Jesus! Yeah,
4: I, I was not a normal child I know. You're like 12. I was in a string orchestra and that
0: was it. Who has a story like that, right?
4: Yeah, so when I think about that childhood and 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 that path and then I see the credentials of people sitting in this room, particularly on my right side, I'm thinking, hmm, it makes me nervous. Psych Why? majors That's and things. I'll pish I'm being analyzed.
0: Right?
4: <laughs> we're
2: all That's doing not our discipline, e- actually. We're all
0: doing it to each
4: other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so th- that's that 's where it actually started, and I just kept doing that kind of thing um and and after after New York, I wound up uh, uh moving to calgary um, I love the mountains uh m- most of my summers uh for many years were studying at the bamp Center, the mm-hmm. school of fine arts there and that's that's a life changing
0: oh i 've heard of this place, yeah. Uh,
4: you know, for yeah. it's it's a it's a mecca for artists, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's funny in Canada, it's not very well known by by the average Canadian, but yeah. in uh, in the world, anybody involved in the arts knows about the BAM Center. I know very little about it. Do you could you expand? Like, what what is what's the story there? Wow, it was originally started for music, I think, in the early fifties, and Whoa. and uh, um, originally. Uh, to provide um training at a higher level uh i think even uh, just for summer months originally and uh, and then the program expanded to uh to include um winter programs uh um the music then expanded into uh uh visual arts um dance what well, poetry yes writing as yeah. well poets that, oh, that's where I, I knew some great who've been there. Yeah, that's great where Canadian writers. Be. So mm. uh, now uh, the, the you know the writing studio um, they've got all these beautiful cabins you know in the bushes. Every cabin is completely unique, and you, and you apply, um, especially as a Canadian, um, uh, that you've got a specific project to do, and uh, you're given a a chunk of time to, to accomplish it and that not that amazing isn't, isn't that, that like amazing, that's, like, isn't that just, amazing? Right? that's incredible yeah so, that's the dream eh? the only thing you have to worry about that time really is your laundry everything mm. else is uh, <laughs> taking care of your food your food everything and yeah. you know after, you in a River after coming back from Banff, when you spend six or eight weeks there every summer, you know, you you go to the kitchen and you take this tray there and you realize that nothing's going to happen because <laughs> you have to prepare your own food all of a sudden. And what so there's this? This, this, this withdrawal. But during that time, um, I've, I've spoken about this many times, is what happens at that place is that time gets... Uh, this this chunk of time gets pulled out from the calendar and then gets expanded and, 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 and a week there is is almost like a month. Hmm. Um, and you get to interact with some of the best people hmm. yeah, on, that's right. uh, you know, in the world on this. And what I enjoyed about BAMF always is that you can sit at the table for lunch or breakfast and it doesn't have to be with a musician. You're you're with visual artists, you're with dancers and you get to see again the the big picture. And wow. and so um, anyway, so it was the the, uh, the summers there, fall in love with the mountains. Um,
2: had to find your way back?
4: Had to find my way back, yeah. Okay. And and uh, and it's funny, in Calgary I wound up doing the same thing. That's when I actually, in New York, I had started doing some sound engineering projects. Um, a company was created because of some of the technology that I had developed with a classical guitarist. We wound up getting a couple patents, and long story short, that... It was so highly specialized that it it never became financially viable, but it was very interesting. So I continued with the sound engineering in Calgary. That was the other reason that I wanted to go out there for for some opportunities. And I wound up uh, setting up my own studio there, 24 uh, track studio, uh, shotgun shack it was called, and recorded and produced. Yeah, recorded and produced a lot of work out there. It was, it was a lot great. of students, like a lot of people yeah. up in the yeah, <laughs> mostly uh uh, mostly um, helping people get to the next level okay. okay um so people that you know had demos that quality needed to be taken up or if i would hear somebody if i would be at a venue or whatever hanging out mm-hmm. and i'd hear somebody and it's like hey have you got a you know demo it's like no <laughs> and then and then i would just say well come on over to the yeah. studio mm-hmm. and it's funny how how often that turned out like i didn't i didn 't say "Come over, this is what I 'm going to charge you. I just said, "Come over, and then I recorded a few things for an afternoon for them and gave it to them and then that wound up turning into a project which eventually uh got funding or mm. or uh, you know some money was given to me, a bit kicking and screaming <laughs> <laughs> so like so, yeah. vocalists,
1: musicians like everyone, anyone who had yeah anything to say yep. or
4: and uh play? and uh yeah, um there was some, you know, I got to, I got to hire some musicians and work with some more established musicians which was which was fantastic. Um and the studio was of course old school. It was an analog mixing board. I cool. mean, everything was digital at that time, pro tools everything and I just went the other way and it's like, no.
1: Reels mm. real? Where right. were you recording? Um now? no, not at that
4: point. That was okay. that was that was a bit in New York, but at this point I had digital recorders, Okay, but, but the signal path I wasn't using digital plugins. Everything was outboard gear, you know, outboard processors and and tubes and and and, you know to get that warmth in the vocals. (laughs) So um, so yeah, you're in Calgary, and then
1: how did you get to your next your next right?
4: So I was doing uh, IT work contracting, and uh, um (laughs) out of left field. Here go
0: another squiggle. Oh yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, I guess see to me it makes sense like if you're if you're doing engineering your stuff, of course you know how to do computer stuff, yeah. right? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's so yeah, I did I did that and but I I I I became very frustrated because it, it, it I didn't have any passion for it. Mm. It was just it was It was, it was a paycheck. Yeah, it was it was it was, well, it was money.
0: Rare is the man who or man or woman, I guess, who has passion
4: for IT specifically.
2: Um, there are some people who get there are. really into there are. Yeah, system yeah, admin.
4: Usually younger ones. Yeah, it's funny I, when I, a few years into that, I had met some contractors that that we had hired that came in and and I saw what what they looked like when they were burnt out, mm-hmm.
2: and I was just. The burnt out
4: IT man. Yeah, because at that point, you (laughs) know. The more common, (laughs) the more common animal. Yeah, because at that point, you know, you're used to collecting a certain income, especially, especially the guys that know, you know, uh, switches and Cisco routing and things like, you know, the the stuff that still requires command line that doesn't have to require command line, but it still does just because Mm -hmm. that's just the way it is. Yeah these guys get so much money and they get used to that. And all of a sudden to make a change mm. and I experienced the same thing. So always had this little hobby of flying, you know, little helicopters and stuff. And I was like, Hey, I should get more involved in that. So I wound up doing some, getting the attention of a company in a UAV company in Calgary.
0: Well, how did you do that? What do you, what do you mean like getting the attention of?
4: I called, <laughs> called up the guy that ran this company. And I said, um do you need help?
0: Like the CEO?
4: Well it was just like, a small company. Hey. It was two two or three people working oh, at it. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. No, I saw yeah, the yeah. website, saw demos, and I say, Do you need any technical help? Mm-hmm. And of course it was just sort of well, you know. Um after he met me and talked for a few hours, mm-hmm. yeah, then he understood what you know what kind of stuff I could do because I right. would see the stuff that they were building and go, okay, here's how I could make it mm-hmm. better, make it a little better. And so I did that for a year and uh, and then I applied to uh, a company here <laughs> uh, where I met uh, met met David and so that got me back. Plus, I grew up in in Ontario. I grew up in Cambridge, Ontario. Oh, cool. Okay, my folks are here and. And now it's time for me to be a bit closer to home. Yeah. Mhm. So uh so I'm I'm back and uh yeah that experience didn't turn out as planned but everything's fine now because it, I guess uh, I met uh, some people that you know I needed to meet to uh to carry on because a year ago I would have been going what why did all <laughs> this happen? <laughs> what did I just see? But uh Anyway,
0: yeah. I have a question. Yeah. So you ahead. said you work like 70-hour weeks. Yeah. Does it feel like 70 hours of work to you? It yeah. seems like you're the type of man where, like, no, no, it would not.
4: Um, No, and it's nice to actually be in that position right now. Um, I don't know if it's sustainable or not because, you know, during all this 70 hours of doing work for that, I'm still fitting in. The change from bassoon to cello, five years ago, I I dropped the bassoon and made uh, a promise to myself to get up to speed on another instrument, on cello, all over again. So it's climbing that same mountain again to get to that high playing level, and it's been five years now. So I'm still practicing doing that. So mm-hmm. basically, if I'm not sleeping or practicing, I'm working. And that, many people would say, is not particularly healthy because
0: I I, I, I disagree out. completely yep. Good to, oh thank you we all I'm starting to get very uncomfortable well, well, think, think about all the hours in the day right <laughs> yeah. and how many hours people spend you watch TV you know you surf the internet you do whatever mm-hmm. and, and you enjoy it loosely maybe marginally right. I wouldn't
2: even it, it's, it's, it's passive it's like not you're
0: passive enjoyment. Time. it's just you're, yeah you're passing time that's all yeah, it is you're, you're yeah. eating without thinking about it exactly yeah. you know it's like brain and snacking what if you just replace that with work that you enjoy yeah how far could you go, right? Where would you be? Really mm-hmm. far. That that's that's. It seems to me that that's what you're doing. That's the dream.
2: People talk about right? downtime as if it's like a necessary thing. Like you need to spend at least, I don't know, three hours a day doing nothing, like vegging out. And I find that to be entirely. You need to spend three hours fun.
3: a day
0: doing something else. Yeah. Right. And just the, that, that's the music. Yeah. That's yeah. It's it. Just something else. And like Tim and I worked for a guy. Same thing, right? Software developer, top of his game, thirty years. Yeah. Lance, right. Yeah. yeah. He's also a musician. That's his thing. Any piece of music, you could ask, like, this song, he'll tell you, right? Or something, he just knows it. And that's he, yeah. it's the exact same thing. Software engineer, but on the side, he's got his music. And that's that's his downtime. Yeah. yeah.
4: There's another element, I think, to that, I think, is not only you're you're changing it up, but for me to be able to change it up when I want to change it up. Mm. Working nine to five for a company is like a ball and chain mm. yep. or a leash around your neck. Mm-hmm. You've got a half hour for lunch, 10 minute break in the morning, 10 minute afternoon. To me, the experience that I've seen over the years, companies that run like that, their efficiency mm-hmm. is actually lower. Yep. If you give employees this freedom, the, the fear from managers is like, oh, well, they're just going to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Well, there will be some that do that. You don't have to keep those people, but ultimately the people that don't take advantage of it. So right now I can be, you know, the, uh, I call it the bunker where I'm living because I'm living in a basement. And then the other second half of the basement is, is the, is the lab, is Mm. the lab workspace. If I'm just getting, you know, all worked up over something or a little freaked out, it's just, I'll put the soldering iron down, take off my nitrile gloves, which I, <laughs> don't wear. I sometimes wonder, the person delivering mail sometimes I come up the stairs and I'm wearing these gloves, <laughs> and are I'm signing you, for a package. What have you been doing down and the there? The package says Vortex are You a tech
0: <laughs> That actually is pretty amazing. It's like a supervillain. You are one of those people. Yeah, you are that guy making a Frankenstein <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. yeah, Vortex laughs. Vortex.
4: Yeah. So are you building robots? <laughs> Technically, yes. yes.
3: Yeah.
4: Exactly. Yeah. So I can change it up. I can just sit and and then talking to some of the, the most of the, the musicians that I respect the most are the ones that say, no, you, you practice for a maximum of, you know, 10 minutes at a time and you just, you know, you just leave the instrument ready to go and you pick it up. And so you're you're actually practicing like, you know, dozens of times a day. But is it mm-hmm. is it usually like one thing? Like you have a a part or a
0: piece or a fundamental that you're just drilling over and over and over again to get that particular thing?
4: Um, usually f- a few days at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm still yeah I'm still full uh, scope. Yeah yeah. Got to you know I've just tr- jumped into the, the the Brahms E minor cello sonata, which is this huge mammoth, beautiful thing that requires so much sound and and projection and power and connection with the instrument, and you know a few days before i 'm working on some vivaldi and it 's a very very different different feel mm. it 's starting to come now, uh, boy, I tell you, you a number of people have suggested that i that I should write a book about this process, yeah, and it 's not so much about changing instruments and all the details it 's about starting over again mm-hmm. you know because Man, as adults, we're so hard on ourselves. You know, if you, we, it's like I even catch myself. The last lesson I had with Mark here, mm-hmm. my teacher, uh, he just said, "Why are you saying you should be able to do something? Quit, quit saying you should. What's, what's, where is that?" A write time a book. Do it, and it. Just yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> write a book. too. <laughs> so
2: just many people need this message.
0: So many. I need it. <laughs> we all do that right i'm I'm sitting next to somebody in my work i I should be able to do this Like, what are you talking about you should exactly that like you'll get there right you will yeah but it's how could you say that like you're you're trying to use a structure you haven't built yet in your brain right Right.
4: and kids young students they just do yeah they don't have these expectations the on top of that the challenge is we know what a good cello is supposed to sound like. I mean I, I've had the, the privilege of playing with some of you know, some of the greatest cellists in North America, sitting beside them. So I know what it's supposed to sound like. And what was coming out from <laughs> <laughs> from in front of me with with, with this cello was yeah. not that. Uh. And and uh, to to be gentle with yourself during that entire process. Mm-hmm. And uh I honestly have to thank uh, Morag, uh, Morag Northy her name is. She's my first cello teacher in Calgary. A lot of cellists don't take adult students because they're angry. They they're, yeah, they just they're why sad. deal with the frustration of watching watching a grown up beat themselves up.
2: Mm. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, learning,
0: yeah, learning when you're an adult, already, like I've started to feel it, right? You're like, I'm this age, there are people younger than me, way better than me, and you just, there's this shame, you know? It's just latent. Mm. And you, yeah. some people...
2: Do you know if social comparisons are automatic?
0: They must be. They must be. I feel like they are. Right? Because we all want to know, it's how am I doing, how am I doing, right? We're we're constantly monitoring how we're doing.
2: Yeah.
0: And when you're a kid, it's okay, because they're adults, they're huge, they're gods, Right, they can do this. I can't. Whatever, no big deal. But when yeah. you're an adult, you're like, okay, there's a 21 year old. I saw him on the X Factor last week. I right? <laughs> just blew it away. Yep. What am I supposed to do? And <laughs> now, right, even more than ever, we have those compar- They're so readily available, right? And I yep. guess it's even worse.
4: Yeah,
2: and it's Th- thanks, it's internet. especially difficult when yeah. you are doing something sort of part time. I know my progression as an artist is really difficult because it's not something that I can pick up. Actually, it's something I should be picking up every day. <laughs> Should. There we go. It's something <laughs> I ought to pick up every day. Oh Would be more helpful yeah. if I picked it up every day.
4: Okay. Yes. It would, How it about you would contri- like to pick it up more
2: every day? Yes. <laughs> okay, there we go. I would, and I Save know it. that it would directly contribute to my improvement in the field. Um, I just, I make excuses for not doing it. And then I see other yeah. artists who have dedicated, you know, they've been to school for the fine arts, they have built their career around their artistic ability. So, of mm-hmm. course, they have to be up to a certain level in order to get employment. Um, and I, one of the worst things I do to myself is look at – on the art subreddit on reddit mm-hmm. uh, people will post their progression from when they were 13 to now and now they're adults and they're 21 and then i look at their progression You can't look and the, at that stuff i do it all the Don't time because i'm like how did no. you yeah. like where am i, I at on like i've Stop compared comparing my yourself. art to where ah. they were at what age and it's like i compare to their 16 year old selves and it no. sucks so bad and i shouldn't do it no
0: but, but we, I, it's like, I need to. to
2: know. I need to know.
0: Yeah. I read a, I read a, like a psychiatry paper the other day that was about self-concept mm-hmm. and how it's not about, we don't think of ourselves in terms of traits so much, but in terms of status placement and we obsessively status place, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, We're like, yeah. okay, wh- what are other people doing? Where am I? Where am I? So I know how to act. Where am I? So I know how to, what to do, right? How to direct and regulate my own behavior. That's the most important thing, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what should I do with my body? More or less, and anyway. <laughs> the meat bag, yeah, what should I do?
2: Where should I place meat bag?
0: yeah yeah, yeah I'm going through that right now, <laughs> yeah with the, with the maths, yeah, I talked about it right right before Bruce came in, okay. right I was saying that people are doing cutting edge amazing things, and I, in, in my head, I was talking about AI research, right, which is just incredible, and it really, really incredible.
3: interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I'm not one of those people, and like if I could go back and I was fourteen again, it would be math all the way, one hundred percent all day, all right? night. and you just yeah. and it's hard just slow down and be like okay i'm gonna take one brick and i'm going to lay it as well as it can possibly be laid and that's all i'm gonna do today and then i'm not gonna worry about the wall or the cathedral or whatever (laughs) it is yeah but you you can't it's more like you stare at the pile of bricks and then just get start kicking the dirt because it's not a building (laughs) you know it's the weirdest thing
4: yeah but yeah so uh, exactly so who would want to you know, have a student that's 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 doing that, right? And and the analogy that I uh, that I had heard, you know, as long as you're moving, it seems to me that uh, uh, it's like a sailboat, and you're and you sh- oh yes, you're, you're yes. stuck and you're trying to change that's direction. My, that's my
0: metaphor. Oh, you're moving. Going.
4: You're moving the 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 you know the the rudder to change direction, but nothing's happening because you're not moving. Right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're moving, at least doing something. Yeah. Then then it's easy to, to change direction, as long as you're walking, right yeah. as long, you know so, And then the other thing that happened I saw this TED Talk a few, a few days ago. This guy was just showing this picture of, of this single piece of paper on the screen that was scanned, and it had uh, 52 squares, 90 rows. A good life, 90 year life, each square right. representing one <sighs> week in your life. Mm-hmm. And you color in. As you week, go. and uh, then all of a sudden it's just wow. Okay, we we are very aware. I'm very aware of. Oh, geez, I didn't do much today. I didn't accomplish much today. Mm-hmm. But we don't think, what did I do last week? Yep. Right. And when you look at that piece of paper, there aren't many weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, not like, as many as you'd like. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Y- yeah. You know, and that's if things go well, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah.
0: Well, well yeah. Indeed. That's one thing to think about. Right? I'm not even. I'm ten years into my adult life, which might last sixty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So,
4: I mean, not. Yeah. It's uh, that's. Like it 11. can be. This can be interpreted as a dark thing, but I think. Uh, <laughs> I think all of us here are the, are the type to interpret it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it's 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 it's. I think looking at realistic like like that is very very helpful. And I had health issues years ago and. Uh, there's a part of me at the time I didn't expect to be around right now, right? So um, I think one of the benefits of going through difficult health issues is that you get a perspective about, you know, using using the time
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, to the best of your ability. So have I been this productive all the time? No. But I think as time goes on, I'm just like, oh, no, I can, you know, hopefully recognize and catch uh, catch myself if I'm not uh, being uh, very gentle with myself. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea this was going to be the issue in changing instruments. I, you <laughs> know, my colleagues were like, "Oh, Bruce, yeah, you'll probably be back in the orchestra after three years." And it's funny, you know, somebody says that that plants a seed. Yeah, an extra. That's amount the of expectation, freshen. right? Right, so three years passed, I'm and they're just, like just trying to be nice, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, and they're being encouraging they did, because they, they did believe the opposite. Yeah, they believe yeah. so much in your abilities, mm-hmm. and 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 to realize that you know I'm not nearly as good as what people think. <laughs> that's yeah. that's imposter syndrome.
0: It, that's pretty much everybody, right?
2: <laughs> when other when people compliment you and you're unable to take it, you're like, no, you don't know.
0: I don't. No. I don't deal. Do, yeah, I don't deal well with no. compliments. I think we all but, don't. No. <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Five, Which orchestra, Bruce? Where where did you play? Where do you hope to play again? Uh,
4: well, I in in uh in Calgary, I was uh first bassoon Red Deer Symphony Orchestra. So it's not Ooh. a full-time orchestra, but the playing level was was very high. Um great bunch of people, and I did extra uh, bassoon in Calgary and uh just freelancing stuff or once, hmm. or whatever. Um and before I moved to New York, here in this area, I was doing Kitchen waterloo Symphony, Niagara yes. Symphony. Okay. Um, I had done some stuff out west when the National Arts Center Orchestra was doing their tour, and they needed another bassoon. Um, so, uh, yeah. You've been around. yeah, A little bit,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, a Professional bit. musician.
4: So, to get back in an orchestra again, um, I think uh, I'd, I'd like to... You know, I I don't think I would enjoy it full time, but uh, something like uh, the playing level of Red Deer Symphony, um, you know, where where uh, you can still get up to that uh, reasonable level and uh, get that that sensation of being on stage and performing and you know touching lives mm-hmm. in that way. So hopefully someday that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. Otherwise I'm just being insane building (laughs) robots Uh, yeah yeah. scaring the mailman (laughs) but sometimes asking the question like why am I continuing with this and uh, with which the jello jello yeah yeah. Yeah. and then I just read uh, look at a a piece of paper that I've kept for the past five years just amongst the music just asking us why are you doing this are you focused on the big picture are you being gentle with yourself nice Um, there was one other question it's probably a very important one. Anyway, I just I look at that. No, I want to know go, what it is. Yeah, I can let okay, you know. Well, if you
0: think about it, yeah, yeah. Or if
1: you think of it, it'll be in my book. <laughs> How it about be that? the title the book of the writes book? Writes
4: itself. You should do that. Yeah.
0: What that should be the title of the book, whatever it is. It'll be in my book, or the question.
2: It'll be in my book. It'll be in my book.
4: It'll be in my book. Yeah, that's a. It's, it's in there. That, that's it's good. I like that. Should we take a break? Let's I take would a love break. to. Take a break. Yeah, let's take yeah. a break and okay. then
2: we'll uh, switch gears when we return. i have awesome. like some
1: crackers.
3: And
2: Things then, if we could finish off with some advice to our listeners about like being kind to yourself, I think that's like a positive note that I oh. want to retouch on. Because I mean, that's a
0: this we need it, man. Everyone needs it. It's yeah. a prob- millennials, it's sort of, Jesus. <laughs>
2: it's sort of a thing that we yeah. touched on. We did one episode where we talked about uh, growth mindset. Mm. and uh, how you need to be in a growth mindset in order to, to grow and to change. Do you know what that is?
0: I mean, you know what that is, but do you know uh, how it's been introduced to people, I guess? No, I would like to hear. It's that. just, uh, it's exactly, it's sort of the attitude where you're like, could I do this? And your automatic judgment is like, of course, of course, just put in the time, right? And then that's that sort of automatic thing where you don't have to think about it. Your brain automa- like precalculates and just says, yes. Yeah, this is possible or this is likely uh, a lot of people don't have that Right. sort of
4: like a, you're talking as if it's almost like a reflex action
0: mm. like? it, it,
4: it's a it's a cognitive reflex
0: action okay yeah. so it, it's like you know you would look at somebody and then a stereotype is evoked and you're like okay that's a bad thought you put that away mm-hmm. it, it's like that but about probability of effect right if effort and time can equal something and some people think like oh if i if i try this i just don't have what it takes so i don't have the natural ability i'm not like cut from the it. cloth yeah all those all those oh, judgments man, right so, yeah. so that's the other side of it so right. growth mindset is, is what you have right where if you just if you try you put in the time do the you, work you'll get there yeah but anyway so rf what's that what does that stand for what is this bruce radio, take it away
4: yeah radio frequency
0: okay go on
4: so yeah, remember I said I was licensed ham radio operator. Thirteen years 13. old. Thirteen. Yeah. So that was exciting, fantastic. Who
1: did you talk to? Who were like the? Oh. Who was in the community? Yeah.
4: Well, uh, actually, uh, at the time, I mean, uh, Kitchener Waterloo has a ham radio club. Cambridge has a ham radio club. There's a couple of guys in Cambridge that gave classes. They just decided, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna give some classes in our, uh, you know. Ham radio operators call their, their place where they keep all their radios and equipment they call it the shack they just give some classes in the shack radio shack yeah, maybe that's where it came from yeah maybe <laughs> i'd like to think not, but
2: uh, uh, I like ham shack ham shack <laughs> yeah so Anyway, they called it the shack, so yeah. he
4: would give they would give classes and I took these classes and and uh uh you know learned all that stuff. One of the things you learn at that time is radiofrequency radiation safety. High-power transmitters mm-hmm. can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. At the time, and everybody in engineering school gets taught that there are standards that have been established in the world for safety. And I trusted that those standards were fine. Mm-hmm. The standards that are in place right now uh, in North America and most of Western Europe are based on the assumption that unless tissue uh, is heated, you're fine. Okay. And that RF radiation is not cumulative, and uh, it's different than X rays, mm-hmm. ionizing radiation. RF is not ionizing. So X rays, for example, it's like you can only have so many X rays in mm-hmm. your in your lifetime because right. um, we now know that X rays can be, you know, can be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. What's happening now is history is repeating itself. <laughs> In the early days of the scientists that discovered X-ray radiation, mm. many of them died of cancer mm. because they were exposed to huge, huge levels of X-radiation that they didn't know was harmful. Yeah. The same thing happened with the early days of nuclear radiation. The early testing of, of uh, bombs. you know, atom bombs, yeah. uh, soldiers in the Nevada desert would be you know, hundreds of meters away from these explosions.
2: There was a, I read in Dr. Feynman's, one of Dr. Feynman's books, uh, that he was, because he was part of the original group that was testing, uh, radioactive material for the A-bomb, I think, H-bomb, A-bomb. Uh, and one, you know, they would just throw bits of, of radioactive (coughs) metal at each other and watch it sort of spark and explode and Mm -hmm. teeny tiny little, um, explosions. And, you know, one day, Two very sizable chunks of metal were thrown and stuck, and started to heat up excessively. And everyone knew what this meant. That meant a very large explosion, where everyone would die. And so one scientist went and grabbed it and pulled them apart physically, and he was dead in two days.
0: Yeah, yeah. I heard I heard some scientists oh. say that one time. You're like, if you get it and if you get this much of the material and it's one slab, you're okay. Yeah. Two slabs, touch them together, everyone's dead. That's it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
4: It's 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 amazing the power that's there. So that at the time we know now it's like okay nuclear radiation um, can be used for other purposes. Uh, although I don't agree, but it's being used for generating electricity. Okay, mm-hmm. that's 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 fine. That's a use for it. We use it in medicine for diagnostics. We understand the, the risks, the dangers. Same with X rays. Um, so history is repeating itself right now. Um, the peer reviewed science that 's out there shows that uh, not only is uh, RF radiation uh, the effects of it cumulative, but um, damage occurs um, at at a DNA level mm-hmm. far earlier and far lower levels than uh, than what 's required to actually heat tissue. Mm-hmm. So as a result, the safety standards are very outdated and short-sighted, uh, and uh, they don't factor in uh, any uh, of the technology that we have available to look at DNA and go, okay, wait a sec, there's some strands breaking here. Mm-hmm. This is what, so the the standards that are out there right now for safety are <laughs> uh, you know a hundred thousand times uh, unsafe or more. Mm-hmm. So, what happened was I was exposed to this these levels of radiation uh, as a ham radio operator, I became interested in the things that were not normally done in ham radio, uh, the things that involved higher frequencies, um, which are can be uh, more dangerous to work with, um, and in particular i was I was spending many years working um, in the microwave bands. Uh, above uh, 10,000 megahertz, 10 gigahertz. And uh, I was modifying transmitters that were formerly used in uh, the early days of police radar, used uh, microwaves uh, to to, uh, uh, bounce off vehicles to tell how fast they were going Mm -hmm. and dop dop their radar. Yeah. And those radar guns, at the time, there was a statistic that uh, 65% of the officers that were using these things wound up getting testicular cancer because what would happen is they would point these guns at the ah. traffic and then, okay, Bounce they would put the radar gun down. The transmitter still going all the time. They had to keep them going all the time. So in the holster. Um, so this thing is irradiating. Uh, for, uh, for anybody, um, uh, You know, the reproductive system is the most sensitive area for mm. microwave radiation. <clears throat> So, that in combination with some other uh, low frequency AC things, basically, uh, being uh, spending too much time sleeping near power transformers and things projects that I built as a kid all these things, yeah. uh, yeah, I wound up with cancer and yeah. uh, um, wasn't quite sure why. And uh, then it started to occur to me, uh, you know, it was wait a second, uh, the more I'm around this stuff, the, the more I don't feel well, mm-hmm. and I wound up. Uh, in Calgary, living uh, for five years basically underneath and beside a cell phone tower wow. site, uh, and they're they're going up everywhere on apartment buildings and stuff like that. And uh, statistics show in South America that um, cell phone tower transmitters. There's an area, um, you know, if you take a, a large city and you look at, uh, you, you know, do a survey of the average age of mortality. Mm-hmm. Um, it always rises when you're closer to four hundred meters to a, a broadcast cell cell tower site. Mm-hmm. And I was like, What? This can't be you know, I thought this is ridiculous and 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 again, <laughs> I I don't blame anybody that's thinking I'm completely whacked out of my mind, this is ridiculous. You're just, you know, one of these people that wears tin foil, tin foil on your hat. And, <laughs> and uh um no, uh, one book that I would suggest to read uh, from uh, Dr. Martin Blank, his name is uh, from Columbia University, is a book called Overpowered, and I've given it to a number of physicians, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's changed their perspective on on things. Mm-hmm. I I have a cell phone. I use technology. Mm-hmm. What's happened now is that it's the, the the levels of microwave radiation that are in our culture now compared to even twelve or fifteen years ago are millions of times higher and we don't we don't know this. We haven't had time as a species to evolve to take this kind of mm-hmm. this kind of, of of radiation. So I tell everyone with a simple experiment. It's like, you know, the sleeping area is the most important part of the day. That's 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 the time that your your body is is rebuilding, rejuvenating. So if you eliminate all these these sources of radiation at your sleeping area, it's amazing how much better you sleep at night. Hmm. You know, it's funny. It's just a question of perspective and how to use this technology for example, if somebody if I if I told everyone here, would you you know, if you had a child that's still in a crib, would you put the child in the crib and then have a microwave oven in their room and run the microwave oven all night?
2: Probably not. No. I th-
4: yeah, I think most people would say no. Well, yeah. why do they say no? Because they see the microwave oven as man, that cooks food, that does some serious damage. But at the same time, they're okay with putting a baby monitor which uses Dect six technology, mm-hmm. they're putting a, a baby monitor right next to that baby's crib, mm-hmm. and that baby is being exposed to actually equivalent or more uh, microwave radiation from that baby monitor, and they huh. they they don't see it, they don't they they don't understand it. So it's all marketing, right? It's marketing. Pers- baby monitor you know,
2: is safe. It's for baby.
4: Yeah, it's it's, it's for so it's, it's what's missing in now? the title. <laughs> Done. Yeah. What's missing now is just is, 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 an, is an awareness. And so when I hear people say, it's like, oh, you know, you're an electrosensitive person. yeah, There are some people that have become so sensitive to it because of previous exposure that they have to live in different places. Um, but I think there is a way to use all these, all these things and just like there is no Wi-Fi in my place. When I need Wi-Fi, I turn it on, gets it done. Most things can be done with wires. Like, look at here. I mean, I appreciate you guys used to use uh, uh, wireless microphones uh, for this, and it's very convenient. But you know, it's really not too inconvenient to have some XLR microphone cables plugged in, right? Not at
2: all. And all the wires are shielded.
4: Yep. All the wires are shielded. Uh, Ethernet, you know, remember those connections that used to go to computers? <laughs> I Cat still I've got them yeah. at work, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fun you fun. know, they're way more reliable than Wi-Fi. They are. Yeah. Yep. So weird. how often do you really need to? Okay. Um, so the hard part is, you know, in the IT contracting stuff that I did over the years, I was responsible for installing many wireless routers mm-hmm. in schools. And now... What's also not being taken into consideration is that young people are way more vulnerable to microwave radiation than mm-hmm. older people, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I look back and I just go, "Man, I, I, I wouldn't do it because that 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 genetic damage is going to start showing up in 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 a few generations from now." Yeah, nice. it's kind of weird, right? Because we all know,
0: like, if if you microwave something. Don't stick your face right in front of the microwave and watch it for like ten minutes. There's yeah. a whole you know, South Park episode about like maybe <laughs> don't do that.
2: Right. <laughs> about putting your balls in the microwave. Would you do it? Probably uh, Probably Randy not. Marsh did.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. well, it did not but like, but like people, right? You wouldn't do it. But
2: yeah, but yeah people. If there have are that awareness. other sources
0: that aren't named microwave, you yes. you don't think about it. Yeah. Right?
2: yeah. Yeah. And I mean it's almost in the the terms used. So, microwave radiation. It sounds scary. We have been brought up to know that microwave radiation, the microwave, don't put your face in the microwave. Yeah. That's bad. Everything else is labeled something different. Yeah. Wi-Fi sounds very, like, cool and hip and technological. Yeah. And it's like, that's different from sticking your face in the microwave, but not so is that, in is a that, functional that why sense.
0: It's, it's in the Green Party platform? Is it? Is this what it is? It, it I, is, is it not? I didn't know I that. didn't know yeah, the, the whole Wi Fi thing. They were catch, they were catching a lot of flack for it. Really? Oh, yeah. to remove
4: Wi Fi from schools.
0: I think so. Yeah, there's yeah. Oh, people y- were like, "You're crazy." Go
2: Green Party. Is
4: that is that where it came from? I
2: this I is the first. So. This is the first we've all heard about. I will it look okay. into that.
4: So, all right. I'm. Yeah. That's the. I do know that you know there are, Europe is 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 ahead of us in that respect um, because they've you know the population density is so mm-hmm. much higher. They've mm-hmm. already experienced. You know, more, the rippling more, effects, the more, more
0: issues, yeah. Well, familiar with it on a higher scale. I mean, I remember there was a park near where I grew up, uh, it wasn't near my house, but it was close enough. And we called it the Hydro Park, right? It was these tons of transformers, like all mm-hmm. this stuff, all the power went through here. It was like a corridor,
2: you could yeah. hear it just, like buzzing. zapping, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could yeah. hear it
0: buzzing, and there's all these like wires and everything. And then on either side, you had houses with their backyards and they backed onto it, yeah. <gasps> And it ended up that a whole lot of families on either side uh, had started experiencing cancer. Right? Yeah. Usually in the parents. Yeah. And then I think like that got that got changed, right? They wanted those things gone. They wanted the power transformers gone, and they, they did. They lobbied and they got rid of it. Yeah. But I mean, those people they still they all still had cancer, right? Yeah. And that was a that was a big controversy, I think, because it was a kids' park, right? 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 We called it the Hydro Park, and you it was were right in the middle, putting of it the children the, right yeah, in there. The, the wires went over it and stuff, and I remember right. a lot of people were angry. But anyway. Yeah
2: Justifiably angry Yeah <laughs> A lot of people yeah. were pissed off about that <laughs> yeah.
4: Well it, it It's it It's Seems very obvious to me I mean uh, You know The statistics for cancer Are kind of unsettling You know What is it One in two men And one in three women In their lifetime Are going to yep. deal with yeah. cancer Yeah Okay so What happened When did that become okay Yeah Right well, I don't no, here, Here's the thing Yeah now, Is that statistic Because
0: We live so much longer is, is that why, or it's tough, right, because the stats don't exist back you know early 1900s, 1800s, people certainly lived you know mm-hmm. 80 and beyond, if mm-hmm. they were super rich, but we don't did cancer exist? What were the rates? I they didn't that,
2: really know how to detect it, so like what would it even look like how I it even know. yeah,
0: it's like autism in the 1800s right? <laughs> who knows Eddie, did, it, did it exist probably, but they didn't know. who had it? who had know. the yeah what did it look like? Mm-hmm. I have no idea yeah. mm-hmm. I wish I did know, not about the autism, but the cancer.
2: Mhm. I'm also interested.
4: Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a number of thoughts on that because to me it's sort of like um there there shouldn't be cancer. Uh
0: I think we all agree, right? There shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be cancer. Yeah. So all if it occurs
4: if, if 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 it occurs at somebody when they're in their 80s or whatever, it's the fact that it is still that it's still occurring. Yep. One of the test groups I think that is Still uh, and and has been uh, used as a as a as a reference is the uh, Amish people. There are many areas in the, the states. The Mennonites, yeah, Mennonites right. here, right here, um, and. Uh, Apparently if you look at the statistics mm-hmm. um, the cancer rate especially for the the uh, the colonies that are not electrified. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like no AC electricity as mm-hmm. well. Uh, cancer is from what I understand almost non existent. And how much people live just as old as we do? I don't know the, if if that's if that's the case or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, I guess it would be like rates... I'm just rates, looking at the cancer, yeah. Rates, rates under can- 40, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. Like, of course oh, they be yeah. older than that, yeah, 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 yeah something like yeah. that. Yeah, so that's an interesting, that's the only reference group that's left. The other problem is that one. 15 that is? years ago, there was no such thing as exposure to pulsed microwave radiation. Everything now with digital devices, it used to be that um, in the analog days of transmitting uh, radio or television... Mm-hmm. There would be a carrier wave, and on top of that carrier wave is is the the signal. Biologically, a carrier wave is is a pressure mm-hmm. that a cell feels, mm-hmm. and and it's a constant, mm-hmm. right? So your body can adapt. What what's happening with pulse digital is that the pulses are needle spikes that are at an unpredictable, uh, non regular time interval. Okay, and so biologically, your cells can 't really adapt to that because uh, they're it's getting hammered with the with this uh, this this variable of noise that they just uh, you know so the radiation that we are experiencing now is all pulse digital and it's it's not not this not this analog they so unable so, to adapt right so that's terrifying yeah so the combination of of these things um so I still use these devices um. You know, you hear people say, oh, you know, if you're going to use a cell phone, you're risking getting, uh, uh, you know, a brain tumor. Yes, that's po- that, that, that is, in fact, possible, but it depends on how far your cell phone is away from the cell tower that's nearby. If, you, if you're close, if there's a cell tower across the street... Well, you're being irradiated from that cell tower, which is a problem. But your cell phone isn't going to be transmitting at a very high power level because mm-hmm. it doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. So your cell phone is actually quite safe at that time. Yeah. So it's getting this, um, you know, getting this uh, uh, balance, and the telecom companies uh, can adjust their power levels um, to to make things more safe. Um, it's uh, it's just a massive. Financial, it would be a massive financial hit. Mm-hmm. I have a website that's just dedicated to this, uh, EMF Insight. What's the site? Uh, EMFinsight.com. Okay. And uh, yeah, it links, uh, information, technical terms, and stuff like that, how mm-hmm. it works. And uh, uh, like I said, it's it's uh, the, the knowledge of that has had a profound effect on me. I Actually, believe that uh, the majority, the, the the largest contributor to cancer, in our, in, in our day and age, is electromagnetic radiation. Okay. And some part of it is environmental mm-hmm. toxins, um, but a large part of it is uh, is radiation. electromagnetic. Yeah.
2: Wow. So, what are uh, if you're going to give maybe some practical advice to people, out there, the listeners mm-hmm. in particular. Uh, I guess specifically. Um, and us. And us, and it's, us, it's us in this group. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are some of the things that we can do to maybe lower our exposure in some more practical ways? Yeah. I know uh, David actually puts his phone on uh, airplane mode 100% of the time unless he needs to make a call or unless he's expecting a call.
4: Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. And he didn't used to be like no. that. No. And then I showed and him <laughs> talked some. Talked him about it. I showed him some um, radiation levels. Uh, he read some papers and stuff, and it was like, "Holy cow!" Yeah. Uh, so that's certainly one thing. Um, we're used to this, you know. Uh, it's been easier. I left Facebook in 2009, <laughs> and uh, As we
0: all should have.
4: Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm looking. People, I'm yeah, looking yeah, at well, you guys. That's a whole other conversation, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I was told, "Oh man, Bruce, <laughs> you're going to be back within a few weeks." Nope. And uh, 2000 So it, it, it's easier Not being that tied in With social media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. To not have the cell phone So certainly Yeah What, what you said Don't Victoria. forget was.
0: Facebook On your phone man
4: Jesus Yeah, yeah. Like I they're, can't they're, imagine Their their privacy agreement
0: oh, Woof
2: Woof That reminds me So what you were saying About the cell phone To your face Yeah To the side of your head I guess
3: Yeah
2: Um if you read the agreement on your iPhone, yes. I don't remember if it's still in there, but it's about safety, about the actual use of the phone. Yeah. It is not recommended when you make a phone call to put it here.
0: She, she held it up to her ear. That's, yeah, yeah. Yes, sorry. Like, Where you, like you would a phone. Hold
2: phone. You hold a phone. The manufacturer is not allowed to say that this is how you make a phone call because of the radiation dangers.
1: Yeah. Do they give you suggestions on That's
2: how ridiculous. you should hold it. No, they tell you that you should not be holding it like that, though. Gotcha. Yeah. And you can. It's That's on, so weird. It's on every phone. <laughs> it's I don't in the remember, fine print. I don't remember where it was, but so David it's in me. the fine print that it's like, oh
4: yeah, don't hold this phone like you hold phones. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay, yeah. please do. Yeah. don't hold it, the earpiece. Read, read near that the ear. legalese or yeah. the mic near your mouth. Yeah, um, wow. The the specifics in the fine print give a distance that the phone should never be used within it's like two feet um, away from your face. Yeah, the the iPhone one. They say uh, uh, it, it, it's it's two or three centimeters, basically. And it's like, well, how can you how can you how, you know use a phone the way you're, you're used Speaker to? phone I don't know, man. At, so at Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Right? Yeah. So. Uh,
0: yeah, 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 but then. What about the Bluetooth? Yeah, exactly. What, about, what
1: is Bluetooth? Do we know? I don't have no idea what it is. How it's like it that
0: thing where somebody has something small in their ear, no, are in the elevator, and I they I know start what that is. Like, hey, man, how, how are you? Work? And you're like, oh, how, fine, how are you? But how, they're not talking Scott. to you. They're Scott? talking to somebody <laughs> in your <their> fucking ear. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's awkward for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, okay. I mean... No, so no, nobody else has experience. Kinda- <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. All right, so it's under... Uh, if you go to your I'll iPhone... Back to that. Go ahead. General... About, legal, RF exposure? Yeah. No way! Yes. Oh, yeah. No way. To every reduce is, to reduce exposure you. to RF energy, use a hands-free option, such as the built-in speaker phone, the supplied headphones, or other similar accessories. Carry iPhone at least five millimeters away from your body to ensure exposure levels remain up oh, half a, at half or sentence. below a testa's level. But how often do you put it in your pocket? All the time. Yeah. That's not five millimeters away. No. no. Uh... Cases with metal parts may change the RF performance of the device, including its compliance with RF exposure guidelines in a manner that has not been tested or certified.
4: Yeah. Now, here's yeah. what's going to blow your mind. Bruh. Their standards for testing cell phone safety are, are not based on power densities in, in the way that I was just talking about. They've, they've invented this, this unit called SAR. Every phone SAR was is SAR uh, an iPhone is like one point six.
2: Yeah, oh it was there. Hold on let me go. does what does SAR stand for? SAR stands for a specific absorption rate.
4: Very okay. good. Oh. So what that is doing essentially is 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 they're they're basing this on a two hundred pound American male and a head uh that's filled with a uh, electrolyte fluid and they're 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 making some calculations uh on how much this uh fluid heats up over time. Mm hmm. Okay. Again, so
0: now, what do you mean? Like they had some kind of like a model head that
2: they yep.
4: filled with like a fluid,
0: it's like yep.
2: Busters. Oh, okay. when they have the projectile it's dummies, literally
0: not a human being. Nope,
4: mm-hmm. and they use that. Cell phone manufacturers use that, uh, and uh, for safety standards for iPads, they use that. So basically, again, so uh, sort of like okay, well, it's not going to heat you, so you'll be fine, mm-hmm. but. Science research clearly shows that levels are far lower, are already breaking DNA. Yeah. Um, and to prove that theory, I mean, look, uh, the studies that are out there, most studies that are funded by telecom companies say that <laughs> it's inconclusive or it's... It's okay.
1: That's it like cigarette companies. There's conflicting their own evidence. Yeah. Or, like
2: so, <laughs> I, I
0: read. I read a paper by a Chocolate Milk Company was like, "This is the best thing to drink after a workout." Chocolate
4: milk. They like, had commercials. I know where that. this cunt came from. Come on. Right. Yeah. So well, then you look at the studies get, that come from independent it. scientists that are actually peer reviewed. Yeah. Say something yeah. totally and different. And they actually agree that this 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 is this is a problem. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, okay, they're just saying, okay, well it's it's safe. Yeah, okay, so your cell phone is not going to heat you up that much.
3: Guess okay. it's safe.
4: So getting back, what can you do? Don't put your cell phone in your pocket or if it is in your pocket, put it in airplane mode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, airplane mode people could do, but Jesus, yeah. these days I mean, I mean girls—they got purses. That's okay. That's, Men. That's better. People are putting it in, in their Yeah, we got nothing. When chicks,
2: when chicks go out, they put their phones in their bras.
0: There you go. Bad ah.
4: place for it. Ooh. Terrible place Ooh. for it. Yeah.
2: I was not one of those people. That's a very unsafe place to put it. Just in general, it might fall out. Yeah, yeah. But now, for other reasons, it's also unsafe. Yeah. Yep.
4: Yeah. So oh, there's th- there's that um, sleeping area. If you've got a wireless router, um, the worst in homes are actually decked cordless phones.
2: Look uh, at your phone base. Uh, if it says
4: "Deck 6.0, that base station is transmitting full power 24 seven.
2: I actually think the home hmm. phone is no longer a problem for the new generation because everyone just uses their cell phone. Right. Yeah. However, my sister sleeps with her phone under her pillow. Now,
4: okay. The a lot cell of people phone? do. I think. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So do an experiment on
0: your uh, yeah bedside table or whatever.
4: Yeah. At, how many people you know? They have their phones, on phone bases, right? You know, on the charger. The phone on the charger itself, the handset, when it's not being used, is fine. It's just when you're talking, that's when it's transmitting. But oh. the base of the of the cordless phones are transmitting all the time. Oh. Okay. So do an experiment. This is what I tell people. At night time, turn off your Wi-Fi or put your Wi-Fi on a timer so that it just goes off when mm-hmm. you know you're going to be sleeping. Mm-hmm. Get rid of these stupid deck six cordless phones if you've got them, put your cell phone in in airplane mode you'll sleep way better you'll sleep way better i mean you, you if you can't do that consistently for a week, just just make a chart how well did you sleep this night and then on the nights well, that you-
0: there are there are apps uh my fiancee Renee she's got an app and it it's actually really really good I don't even know what it's called and I'm sorry everybody. is it like a sleep monitoring app it is yeah. So, yeah. There are a couple uh, of really good ones out there. Unfortunately, it requires you to put your phone on the your bed. Your, right, on your bed yeah, but if it's yeah. airplane mode, who cares? Airplane mode. But, okay, so before you go to sleep, you put in, like, this is, you make your own categories. So you can be, like, for her, one of them is, like, Scott's home. Right? Because I'm gone during the week. I'm, I'm there on the weekends <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I worked out today. I did this. I did that. And yeah, then yeah. over time, it gives you, uh, like, a little coefficient for yeah. your sleep. So it says, if you work out that day, your sleep... Uh, quality goes up by 6%. Right. So it'll tell you those things. And so you could have one, like I put it in an airplane mode.
2: Yep. Uh,
0: you know, you sleep that way for 20 days, the other way for 20 days. And you could literally see. Yep. What did it do?
2: Science kids. I oh, wonder yeah. what were your kids
1: are going to be like. Like really statistic- statistician kids. Like they're all going to keep Excel charts yeah. of their know. own
2: development. <laughs> I read this many oh, books please. this month. My vocabulary has been wait. expanded by this many words. <laughs> and they're going to write you reports. I will and keep the sheets. Them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I will keep the sheets. You Kins. will tabulate. Kids, yes. where are your weekly reports? Are you going to chart them, Scott? Oh, I'm going to chart them. <laughs> yeah, of course I am. They won't know about it, but I will.
2: When yeah. they're like 20, you'll hand them like a stack of papers. they so are like, yeah. this was you.
0: This is just your dental records.
3: <laughs> so,
4: yeah. oh, yeah. You'll notice a difference. You'll you'll notice it. Now, okay. this is assuming that you're not living near or underneath a cell phone right. uh, tower. Right.
2: I'm a now, because um, I'm not... No. <laughs> no, you can get...
4: I, uh, there are a couple of
2: buildings behind David's building that have the cell towers right on top of the apartment complex, yeah. and so uh, I'm very curious to know how the well, rest ask, of the ask building Well, ask David.
0: Are. He's really smart, and he's read all the stuff. Yeah, He, yeah. he could tell you. Yeah.
4: Really and smart. I've got testing equipment as well um, to be able to... Is this, uh, is this some of it yeah, here? some of it's there for oh, Can cool. we do testing. a show and tell? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, uh, definitely do that oh. experiment if you are living in one of those places um i've been in that position twice
2: mhm um not much you can do
4: well yeah there is depending on how much money is available you <laughs> can shield your place um there you know let's say there was a cell phone tower that went up and this is what people are facing you know let's say you buy a house and you know okay mm-hmm. wow this is my house now then all of a sudden mm-hmm. uh, rogers that? decides to you know, put up a uh, a cell phone tower there. This the, is
0: not ridiculous, though. No, wait, wait, wait. And this is just a general point yeah. about bias. So, you got cell phone towers. Nobody cares. <laughs> you know, it goes up on top of an apartment building. It goes no on top cares. of side. They're like, okay, this is just a thing. Rogers is doing it. Cell phones are great. I love Wi-Fi. Yeah. Wind farm goes up. Yeah. I don't know what that's doing to me. Right. What could it be? Oh, I want to see the studies. The are birds. there any studies that say anything? I what know. about birds. the what about the birds? <laughs> People are they're so, they're so fucking upset <laughs> about the wind farms, right? And what could the electricity be doing to them? Yada, yada, yada. They don't benefit from it directly. It, it's, that's why. Yeah, it, it's not the same level of scrutiny. They don't care. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway. It, it's,
4: the information available is skewed. Funnily enough.
0: Yeah, conservatives care about what's coming out of the wind farms, but say that about cell phone towers.
4: Right, it's the same. And then thing. they're upset. It's the same thing. Right. Anyway. So you can do something about it. You can you can you can buy shielded fabrics uh, for <laughs> curtains, uh, paint um, that basically paint? Uh, you 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 paint uh, and inside whichever. Especially you start off. You know the paint is, is can be fairly expensive. Start off with your bedroom. Shield your window. And so essentially, what you're sleeping in is a Faraday cage. It's an RF shield. Oh, and this is like if there's a cell
0: phone. Tower, if there's a like, cell phone beside cell. you. Yeah. 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 So people, you know, or you on top of your room.
4: And that's going to be you know, my argument's been, especially for people in multi unit dwellings, apartments, and stuff, I would see it as, as, a, as a positive thing. Mm-hmm. Think about it if every apartment was its own shielded cage. Wi-Fi security would be amazing mm-hmm. because it's nobody true. could. No one's leeching off of your see, Wi-Fi. Yeah, nope. nobody you could, could worry about. You
1: wouldn't have to use yeah. passwords or anything. So great. there, there are advantages true. to
4: that, right? Yeah. Um, so there are things you can do. It just it it, it costs money. But if, if 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 you know if you can't do that, uh, move move. Uh, oh, and speaking about <laughs> Wi-Fi security,
0: did I tell you about what happened at two a.m. one night? Nope. It was like last week, right? I'm back two in the morning, <sighs> right? You did. So, Jesus! We, what like, happened? Renee and I are just startled awake because she's got Bluetooth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she didn't secure it in any way. So someone at some party on Saturday night, or at this point it was Sunday morning, somewhere decided little Wayne was going into our Bluetooth <laughs> at full blast. Little Wayne, yeah, and just. Just woke us up and we. Oh my god! It was so irritating. That's but incredible. Anyway,
2: and yeah. also terrifying. Can you imagine, Thanks. little Thanks. Wayne? Or is like Thanks, random incredible. partier. In your face.
4: Yeah. Can,
1: we, can we talk about Bluetooth? How does Bluetooth work, Wait, Bruce? Do you know?
4: Um, I- yes, I do. The simple way to be to think of it as as short range Wi Fi. Okay. Uh, short range point to point Wi Fi. Okay. And um, is
2: that uh safer than
4: power levels are much lower mm-hmm. um because Bluetooth tip- typically isn't designed to work, you know, more than Long twenty distance. feet. Something yeah. like that. Okay. You can you can make it work longer if you if you want to. But, the, yeah. Um but yeah, think of it like that. Okay. Uh then we it doesn't have to get too technical.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. That helps. I I
4: have no idea. Different so. bandwidths and things like that, but there's no need. Okay.
0: Jump uh, into <laughs> that. Yeah.
4: yeah. Um,
0: okay. Man. Cool.
2: So, listeners at home, you better not be listening to this on Wi-Fi. Yeah, Sh- turn it off.
0: No, look, look at the agreement Plug in your, your, your iPhone, for God's sake. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> yeah, it's right in there. And what's funny is that the language was actually different. This is an updated OS. Mm. On my 4, I hadn't updated the OS since a long time. Like, it was OS 4 or for something some ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we'd gotten to 10, and I was still on, like, 5. Wow. And the language was different. They actually five millimeters was not the number that I was given. Mm-hmm. It was like it was much farther. It was like ten centimeters. Mm-hmm. Huh. And so it's interesting that they've changed the language, and they did not explain. They didn't go out and explain what SAR was. Mm-hmm. Um, so this agreement looks different. Same idea, though, that you should not be using the phone a the phone in the way that you would use a phone. <laughs> right? I wonder
4: what their opinion of it is. Yeah. Well, see, this they can't is really make f-
2: they can't make a statement, right? Because it's like it's their livelihood.
4: I wonder. What's happened now is people are just assuming if it was so dangerous, then the government would be doing something about it. Right. The standards would change. But if you, if you look back on the organizations that are involved in establishing the, the standards mm-hmm. and, and how that is all set up, it's basically uh, a series of uh, – uh, Ignorance um, that that's that's perpetuating and and i don't believe that there's any uh, evil a- agenda here. Uh, I just think uh, people are used to looking for uh, for guidance in certain places this this institution references this this institution references this, and it all comes back to you know uh, the what's called the ICNRB, International Commission of Non-Ionizing Radiation Protection. And that organization is is what's, everything cascades down from that. And uh, it'll, again, history is repeating itself. This will all come out again. I'm just saying in the meantime, even if you don't believe anything that we're talking about or that I'm talking about here, you guys might be thinking I'm nuts and that's fine. <laughs> no. My, my point is, why not just take a precautionary approach? In other words, if there is, let's say, it even if it was 50-50, that it was bad and 50, who cares? Let's just, for these simple steps, mm-hmm. I firmly believe that you will have fewer health problems later in life. Um, if you well, yeah, we to, we said that at
0: one point, right? That the, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is that nobody knows what happens if you're continuously exposed for sixty years because yeah. it hasn't been around for sixty exactly. years. It's been around for twenty. Yeah, yeah. That And that's it. That, that, exactly. that we, we literally can't know. I remember know. the time. Oh yeah, I, I guess Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like We're talking ten? Ten yeah, years? ten years, ten yeah. years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. as crazy. as Some people, mm-hmm. you know, might say it is. It's uh, we we just literally can't run the studies because not enough time has passed and mm-hmm. we can't know. Yeah. Oh.
4: Ambulance. Okay. I live near a hospital, so... Oh, right. So every, 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 time, yeah, every 20 you get, minutes. You get yeah. that. You, you get that, yeah. So, yeah, you can get little testers. I mean, if you spend a few hundred dollars, you can get a little tester if you want to see where you're at. Where you, is um, it kind of like a Geiger counter? Like, it just, like, measures... Oh, yeah. we have it here? Oh,
0: yeah. Get get it out here. Show Let's do and tell. it.
2: Show tell. We'll describe what they
4: look uh, like. What is this? So, this is, this is just sort of like a... A, a basic tester. Um, I don't use the term Geiger counter. That's that's measuring nuclear Radi- radiation. Yeah, right, right. But, but that's the same kind of principle. Same concept right? of okay. measuring power RF power density. So I keep this around with me because let's say I'm meeting somebody at a coffee shop. Every coffee shop has got Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Right? <sighs> yeah, So I sit there and I just push this button and I go, okay, if this light is red, like at the top of the scale, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh. There's a wireless router oh, there. i sitting on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can continue to sit there, but that evening I will feel like I've been kicked in the balls. Okay? Wow. Okay. And so, it's like, okay, well, no. Um, and thank you by the way. I'm oh, yeah. very pleased that this is, you know, a, a green, green green or yellow, which is <laughs> which is fantastic, right? Now, again, what does that mean? It this is this is not an accurate piece of test equipment, although this you know, it's designed to just give you a ballpark idea of like, okay, is there a potential issue here or not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you spend a few hundred dollars on something like this. So if we if we turned on our Wi-Fi and brought it near that, would something happen? Could well, you wouldn't even have to. Wouldn't even have to turn on. Okay, okay, the, okay. bring okay. it near. No, 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 no. Get just your phone. On.
0: Get your phone.
2: I put it on airplane mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: All
0: right. So we're at <laughs> point oh one to point oh two. Oh no way!
2: It's off airplane mode now. Yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. Ooh. Oh it yeah. Br- actually, it just. Uh, I need to replace the battery. Oh, okay, now, but, but yeah, it, it just went full scale. Yeah, wow. now
0: so it did. let's
2: let's turn it on right away,
0: man. There you go, red code red. Wow, and green. Wow, so it's about an, the size of a cell phone. It's got LED insane.
4: bars on
1: it that just kind of light up yeah, based on um, proximity. To. There, wow. there are a lot of uh, inexpensive testers. knew when you were testers. turning on your phone. Yeah, yeah.
4: Um, this one's called an AcoustiCom Two. Okay, and again, it's it's not designed uh, to be uh, you know lab accurate. Right, but for most people, um, look if you're in an apartment building in your bedroom. Is adjacent to somebody else's bedroom. How do, how would you know if they don't have a, a cordless well, phone base right yeah. there? it, it was That's accurate true. enough
2: to know exactly when I put it on and off yeah. airplane mode. I mean, yeah, so in other words, you've got you one of these. I know.
4: You take it in. You take it into your sleeping area, and it's like, holy crap! There's a there's a decked phone right there. Yeah. So I need to shield this wall. Totally. So now, of course, because yeah, because I'm into this, and uh, mm-hmm. and I wanted to find out exactly because. I want science. If, mm-hmm. if I'm going to make a statement that this stuff is dangerous, I want absolute science. And so, there is much more expensive equipment, which is you know there's like five thousand dollars of, in, of that? Te- in, in this testing.
0: Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Bruce has a large
4: case. Yeah, so it's now it's made we in Germany. the size made of a box, gigahertz solutions. So, at this point, this 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 is used mm. um, to detect exactly directions of where. Okay. Uh, the the RF is coming. It looks from like a paper paper, paper airplane, airplane made of like yeah
2: plastic cage. Yeah, yeah. Copper? yeah.
4: yeah it's it's log periodic antenna. Wow. Anyway, this is a tester that's uh, calibrated in a lab. In other words, the power density that's measured on this thing in in whatever units milliwatts per square meter, microwatts per square meter. What's seen on this display is actually. You know what's what's displayed. This antenna Whoa. is designed yeah. to be, um, <laughs> you know, uh, it's it's a broadband omnidirectional antenna that 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 receives, um, my, uh, you know, radiation from uh, thirty megahertz up to a few gigahertz.
2: It kind of looks like one of those static balls that you see at the science. Is that center, a vacuum? Tiny. Nope. No. It's no no, like no, a, no like vacuum or oil? no inert gas or it anything a in
4: touch. there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this gives me exact measurements um that you know if necessary I mean you know you this 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 is traceable to to a you know calibrated lab it can be used in you know Mm -hmm. in court if Mm -hmm. necessary or whatever uh... so I have this equipment because I just uh you know I I wanted to know exactly what's going on and especially when I made the connection to uh to health issues Mm -hmm. and uh right now you know, if there's anybody dealing with cancer in their lifetime, this this is, in my opinion, non-negotiable that they do not uh, uh, aggravate the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're already dealing with a serious health issue and you've got, you know, these uh, these gadgets on all the time, you're 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 putting salt on the wounds. Wow. Okay. Um, so, uh, how's that for a serious conversation? started <laughs> <laughs> with we started with. With art and music and... Beauty. Beauty yeah. and creativity, so...
2: <sighs> I think this was a good representation of you as a person, though, starting with your artistic side and sides. ending on your scientist side. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: That's that's true. And uh, it, um, what's that saying? Ignorance was bliss? Oh,
2: God. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was a saying. <laughs> Close enough.
4: Yeah. It was. Yeah. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. Man.
1: Yeah. So maybe we could wrap with, with Bruce's... Um, uh, theory or idea of being gentle on yourself when did you decide that was oh like yeah we best. wanted to come
2: back oh, yeah to that. you wanted to pretty come messages. back yeah, this
4: yeah. is a big change in full gear. circle full <laughs> circle I was say. okay we're we're going now i've got to
2: changing gears yeah i've got to think okay
4: so this is okay you know it's interesting you're talking about you know changing from doing uh you know artistic creative things and i think that's the 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 great the greatest, uh, well, not the greatest, it's, it's a big challenge that I have is, is, is changing those gears. So having oh, this, yeah. Yeah, this perspective totally. and this knowledge of what's going on, and despite that, still, you know, back to Einstein, the most important decision you'll make in your life is whether you live in a hostile world or where you live in a peaceful world. Um, you could make that analogy, well, is, is technology this nightmare, which I've, you know, it could be. And it, it is for many people, and they don't know why, mm-hmm. or can it be used in a more positive way? Well, yeah, I mean, right.
0: you use cell phones, you build robots, right? Like that's right, where, that's and thing. I use you technology,
4: you know, for cello, you know, for tuning an instrument, you know, mm-hmm. things, things like that. So sometimes it is very difficult to go back and and go back to something that's hundreds of years old and you go back and you just feel the vibrations of this instrument right Mm. Uh, Morag my first cello teacher she was all about it's like are you feeling the string vibrate you know for the first month I was not allowed my left hand was not allowed to touch the instrument because because that's not involved in sound production right right and I still make this joke I played beautifully in tune like (laughs) you know it's fantastic as long as my left hand doesn't touch the instrument (laughs) (laughs) so so feeling that vibration, getting back to that. And it's just like, okay, that, that feeling again. And, uh, it's like in music, musicians, uh, do what's called long tones. It's like in meditation doing the sound home, you Mm -hmm. know, it's, it's, it's like, okay, getting back to this ground level, this basics. And, uh, what I have to do when I'm in, this kind of mindset is like, okay, sit down the cello. I just got to do some long tones. And what that does is get back to the basics. And then also remind you, reminds me why, why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. Why am I sitting here trying to make sound (laughs) right now? And then all of a sudden you feel the sound and you realize, and this is what's the high about playing in an orchestra is that you're doing something that's been done for hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. And you're connecting with, with, with something, some people want to call it a vibration that has existed in previous times. You're connecting with something that's been done in the past and that feeling of connection um, uh, is, is, is sobering and very peaceful. And so getting back to that, then you think, okay, now I'm working with this to advance myself on the instrument and then occasionally when you catch yourself getting upset or getting frustrated it's like how how is that going to that's, How's it that's not going to help that's, you that's, that's not that's not going to help the cello mm-hmm. is just being the cello it's just it's just this thing with strings there
0: yeah you can't blame the wind for blowing right exactly no. right
4: so that realization um is like uh yeah, it gets gets you back, and and I I would I would say um, that piece of paper that I had printed out saying, "Are you aware of the big picture?" Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it is awareness of the big picture. Uh, it's like, why, you know, why are you why are you doing this? Why are you choosing to spend time doing this right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, right now, why? why do you guys do this gathering every week? This is fantastic, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. It's grounding. Beautiful. It's grounding.
4: It is. It is. It's, it's, yeah, it's,
0: I don't get it anywhere else. It's, right? it's, it's lovely, real conversation that can lack in the entire rest of your life. Exactly. And it's every week, it's, it's a it reminder
2: does. that it doesn't It doesn't happen anywhere else in the yeah. week. Yeah. And then when we get here, it's such a sharp contrast to every other interaction we oh, yeah. I have. Yeah, definitely.
0: Right.
4: So, there was a glitch with the microphones and stuff like yeah. that, right? So... Previous, you know, younger version of me, or a lot of other classical musicians too, mm-hmm. they'd be like cursing, it. <laughs> <laughs> right? And and okay, well, we'll fix fix the problem and yeah. stuff like that, and and uh, and 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 go on, right? Yeah. Uh, so,
2: is that what you're after? That was totally okay. Yeah, as you know, an inspirational note to to yeah. end the podcast. And, um,
4: and like I said, I want to. Uh, after I get to know you guys a little bit more, I ask more questions of you. Yeah, you we'll can, get you can you be, be the this.
0: interviewer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. That'd be fun. Cool.
4: No, this is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Bruce. Thank yeah, you. Thanks very much. My pleasure.